and then i one day there was no money and then um i was standing there and this gentleman comes very prim and proper gentleman comes to me and asks me my name and i tell him my name and he tells me his name and we go to a hotel and we do a little bit whatever and then later on he gives me some money 200 rupees now in today's time and age 200 rupees is almost like 3 us dollars mhm so i slept with somebody for almost that much in the first time right and i was i didn't i didn't think i just went numb i was i i didn't know he was going to offer me money honestly Mm-hmm. but when if it i took it quietly and put it into my pocket and then ate a good meal and then i decided this is the easiest way to do i never thought it's bruising my or hurting my soul even more right you know it's causing a lot of wounds in me which surface much later so i did this for some time and one day there was this in the night club there was a talk that that famous makeup artist who was there in the radio who gave right the, who yeah he's going to be coming over here and rightfully so this gentleman arrives with an entourage of queens and chaperones and all these people all giggling at his jokes and he loves to hold court and center stage even to till this day i was with him last night <laughs> he's a fabulous guy and uh, he has that he's a full class act the grand day So um he came in with this delicious looking male model who is a film star now I won't take names right and um uh, he looked at me and he said fabulous face wrong base and i understood exactly what he said i had used ivory foundation on my tan skin so obviously i was looking like clay i said will you teach me he said yeah this is my card you can call me 2 3 months i uh, pursued him and then eventually i went into his uh you know uh, it, he didn't have an academy he was a very well sought after makeup artist he used to work with all the miss worlds and miss universes of that time because india's economy had just opened up in the 90s and all the multinationals wanted to come and uh, you know loreal and all these uh, again i i don't know if i'm allowed to take names but all the multinational ff uh, fcmg fast moving consumer goods uh, makeup brands and all of them wanted to gain an entry to take a piece of the pie and that's why india kept having a lot of miss universes miss world every second third year there was a miss world out of india of course mm-hmm. the girls were all fabulously talented and beautiful but then somehow in the beauty map of the world india had me right it was no longer exotic and like you know raw or anything it was refined and culture and this and that and all that yes so i uh stepped into the makeup arena at the right time like it's always said you have there is a you know when you're guided by the angels yes they take you to the right place at the right time and mm-hmm. make the right things happen for you this is what absolutely. i believe absolutely absolutely this is what happened and i have a beautiful uh, career run and uh, in india homosexuality up till uh, last september was uh, under a section of the old colonial british law which stated uh, there was a rule that sodomy do you know what's the meaning of sodomy go ahead and share okay sodomy is an old english word for buggery 
or anal sex. Mm-hmm. So if you have anal sex with either a man or a woman, and she goes in to the cop station and tells that you know I have been sodomized or buggered or anally violated. Okay, even if it isn't consent with her or his consent, it was considered a natural offence against the crime of nature. Mm-hmm. Against the law of nature. Sorry. Right, and so and still. No, now it's gone. Now it's gone. As Just of last, last September. Last September, it went away. Wow. So, yeah, it was not easy for the gay people in India, you know. And because of that, men were forced to get married quietly on the side and then come to the gay nightclubs at night. Many of my friends are married. Many of them are married. Okay, I'm not saying they're bisexual. They are hardcore mm-hmm. gay. They got married because they wanted to get married for the sake of society, for right. their parents what the neighbors would say and produce a child and all the mouths are shut. And then you do whatever you want. Nobody questions you. That still goes on. It'll take some time. You know, you know, it's a process. Till the time all the men begin to, of course, there are bisexual men, of course. Right. Sometimes in life you have to make a choice. I have a feeling this is, you know, like I have made a choice. I'm a fairly attractive man. A lot of women find me desirable, but that does not mean, you know, I'm going to sit and experiment at the stage of my life just because they find me desirable. Sorry. I tell them, are you crazy, sister? Come on. (laughs) And pinch it something and laugh it off. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not the thing. So, anyways, I uh, became a makeup artist, and then there was a lot of politics. You know, there was a lot of internal politics, and I was the smart one. And oh, I was smart. I didn't show that I was smart. And my mentor, my teacher, reminded me of my father in every second, third way. He was so strict, and the commanding voice, and the body language, and all of that. It just took me back there and I was making mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. And within six months, I was shown the door. But that was again a blessing in disguise because I had made my contacts. And, you know, that time, most of the makeup artists in India, the good makeup artists, they were not English speaking. They were all, you know, vernacular, Hindi or, you know, the local language. And they didn't experiment. They didn't know about fashion or anything. Very few, handful. Of, and I was one of them who was, who, who knew about, you know, thanks to my father for the Reader's Digest upbringing. Thank you, Papa. And then I uh, started, uh, you know, I had, you know, an ace in my hand and I used it and I played well and I started doing a lot of work with lots of actresses. And um, I always ask the director first what role she's playing. I never made them look like red carpet strutting uh, divas, you know, mm-hmm. when they are supposed to look like uh, they are at home doing the dishes. You should know where to do what. Right. That was what. It was all earlier like a fantasy. Like makeup was very, you know, women with high hair and, you know, everything was prim and proper and they would be wearing lots of excessive jewelry and now things have changed. But back in the day, that was a template and that worked. So I was 
part of the whole you know to change to bring the realistic kind of cinema which how actors and all are styled so a lot of you know which woman does not want to be well dressed mm-hmm. okay right. she's in front of the camera but you are if you're doing the dishes you will have a rag on right you right. cannot absolutely have, you cannot be wearing a chanel gown and doing the dishes come on excuse <laughs> me give me some credit but then that's what it is so anyways so i started doing other things and then i wanted to settle myself this settle myself is a, i did have some a string of love affairs and what not and by which time i had stopped my sex work because makeup was giving me more than enough and honestly sex work was not good at all it was just you know i was not happy with it because you could never choose your clients the client always chose you right mhm and i didn't like that i didn't want it to be to be treated like a commodity so i decided to stop all that and one fine day i just decided enough is enough no sex work no drag nothing throw everything in the dustbin and then i focused on my makeup career but all the nagging wounds of my childhood and my sex work and all that started crawling out of the woodwork yes and it always does and Of course and good it did but yes. I hit the bottle I hit the bottle I started doing cocaine and I would do lines and I would drink and I would do line and I would drink and then I was still making a lot of money because I was a well sought after makeup artist still you know in spite mm-hmm. of all these habits I still had money so again one evening I was sitting i was i already had taken a place on rent and i was staying in bandra which was which as i told you earlier it's an affluence suburb and uh, i was sitting and this lady comes up to me and she says uh, you living here on rent there is a tiny apartment going out on sale why don't you go and have a look at it i don't have any savings i just live for the day right even now i don't have some a lot of savings like some people are miserly and they you know they put almost like 80% of their earnings no i live well but i don't think too much i live for the pre- moment i live for the present i don't worry too much about my future but at the same time you have to have a little purpose which i have but that's not too much that's okay you're enjoying so, your life yes i'm enjoying my life so i was doing drugs and drinking and all of that and um i used to hire all these boys over the phone these gay for pay boys who used to come over and you know they used to um, uh, give a massage and then it would end up with a happy ending and uh, uh, you know you have sex with them or whatever or some people some of them were not good so they didn't have sex with them so now the roles are reversed you know right. i was the buyer and they had something to supply mhm and a few years ago i was the seller and somebody was buying me but now i've become the buyer and somebody else is selling when that shift happened and when there was a lot of drugs and alcohol at that time you said when that came to a close that part of your life and okay. you were looking back on it what type of healing work did you have to do to be able to reconcile what you had been through through that entire period of your life exactly so i met this boy who was 18 or 19 who came into my life 
from a very poor family and i saw on his face a mirror image of me mm. i almost felt like an out of body experience i felt i am walking towards me and of course we had sex many times and then one day i told him i said either you continue being a sex worker and die of aids or old age where nobody is going to touch you with a barge pole or leave all of this promise me today don't cheat you're not lying to anybody you're lying to yourself if you do it you will pay the consequences you will pay the price you will live it i'm giving you good advice i'm giving you my hand to get out of that cesspool of uh darkness hold my hand and jump out this is smart boy he jumped out he took my hand and he jumped out so that was my redemption that moment i got healed the moment i pulled him out my healing process had started but then it's not like you know you have an avil or a aspirin and a headache goes away these yeah. kind of take a time because it's within your soul so it i was not easy on him initially i behaved with him like how i used to my father used to behave with try and put him down and say nasty things to him and call him servant and this and that and all that then one day i was sitting in my balcony in my terrace and i was looking out and i said you know this poor boy has nobody else except you and you are subjecting him to the same trauma which so i decided to go and see a psychiatrist mm-hmm. because i didn't know who healers were then so the psychiatrist psychiatrist was a very wonderful man he said you know you don't need any drugs or anything you're mentally perfect just chuck the boy out of your life all your problems will be over hmm i said okay sir i paid him his fee or whatever went a couple more times and he tried to even kind of subtly brainwash me saying that being gay also is going to make you a very lonely person eventually and you will have no one to love and care for you you'll be all alone and you'll be sitting in a rocking chair with a cat on your lap and you'll be looking at the stars waiting for death to come you know he tried to paint that picture to me but i was too smart right so I, once again trying to tell you that it's not okay to be who you are yeah yeah so i just paid him his fee and then while leaving i just looked at him and i said you know you gave me some pearls of wisdom just now a day it may so happen that in your own family there will be a boy who's very likely going to be your son he will be in the same shoes which i am wearing today how will you feel will you give him same advice and i walked out and with my head up high in style and after 20 years i know the doctor's son is gay so my premonition came true that's a beautiful gift has there yeah. been other times in your life first of all i want to say that you know when you met uh the young man it's yeah the feeling that i got was that you've saved each other yes when, when he reached out and took your hand it saved you both and that is so absolutely. beautiful absolutely and then he he was with me and then i somehow felt that you know he was not very comfortable with sexually you know because earlier it was there was there was a lot of money exchange and all of that now all of that stopped 
So I decided to take it a break. If you love somebody, right? Mm-hmm. It's not body. It's for who they are. Yes. It, of course, sex is important. Of course, it's important. But then, if the person is so nasty that you, you know, there are two ways. This guy was a beautiful human being, but maybe I wanted to give him time to figure his life out. Rightfully so. He. I still feel, you know, there is, again, on the Kinsey scale, there is uh, one out of 10, maybe I'm full gay. He could be like two points gay, you know, eight Mm -hmm. uh, points bisexual, five points straight or whatever. You know, you have to give everybody benefit of the doubt. Nobody's perfect. Started working with me and then uh, I, I told him I'll teach you hairstyling and uh, I kept my promise and I sent him to a fantastic hairstylist who, by the way, lives in Canada. Wonderful. And now she's relocated. She's a wonderful soul. I'm going to give you her. Oh, you have to meet her. You'll fall in love with her. <laughs> I'm and excited. She's fantastic, Dilsha. She's fantastic. A great human being. A great, wonderful mother. I think, if I'm not mistaken, she stays in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, and then this boy started working with her. And then um, I did these blockbusters, three blockbusters, one after the other. And he assisted me in all of the three blockbusters. And he made a lot of money. And of course, you know how it is when you suddenly make so much money in so little time. Like how I went crazy with drugs and stuff like that. He went crazy. He just walked out of my life, went back to his village and got married to this lovely girl. Mm-hmm. And there I was, I was all alone. I took the bottle again. Right. Because I realized that this is what you get for being good. So don't be good. Mm-hmm. The only thing you do is now drink, 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 drink. And one day the drink will drink you up. So that was the idea. Yes. One year just went, he went in a, on a January of 2012 and December 2012, he was back. All the money was over. It was all spent on various things like, you know, building a home and getting married. And, you know, money is something which is very volatile. You know how mm-hmm. cash is very volatile. They say ca- cash is liquid. Cash is volatile. It just evaporates. You know, yes, that's the problem with cash. So he came back and then I, you know, somehow I felt at that time that, yes, he's not a bad guy. He was figuring out his preferences, whatever, and he got married. So let him come back. It's fine. But we, our love for each other went into another dimension. It mm-hmm. was not a lusty, lusty rabbits scenario anymore. It was something else. Love has lots of degrees. Yes. Everything is not sexual love, right? Love making or whatever, right? Yes, I absolutely. Love I love him. I love him. But I'm not in love with him. Mm-hmm. There is a big difference. He loves me, but he's not in love with me. And I know the difference. It's crystal clear. And I don't like to dangle a carrot and say that, you know, I will take you back, but you have to sleep with me. Only then you give me this, you give me that. It's unconditional. My love is always unconditional. 
You know, when you told the story about seeing the doctor and and then saying to the doctor about his son and how that came to be true. And then I think about, you know, the time when you um, had that conversation and said, let's be together, but, you know, and then the two of you, you know, you reached out to him and he reached out to you. That feels like it was a premonition as well as for your life to come. I guess so, because, you know, uh, there are lots of things in my life right now. As much as I need him, he needs me also. He got married and then his wife had a very a difficult pregnancy and she almost lost her life in the bargain. And oh they had a premature child and the child was born when he was in the seventh month. And uh, my uh, friend didn't have, uh, you know, didn't have any family support or medical insurance or anything of that sort. So somehow at that moment of time, I helped him out. I had the money. I had the resources. More than the money and the resources, I had the willingness. I wanted to help him. Yes. A lot of people have money and resources, but they look the other way. They'll think that, oh, 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 why should I? It's okay. Just give a penny or a dime. It's okay. You had the willingness and the love in your heart as well. The, the, The genuine, pure love for another human being and his family. Absolutely. And then I made his wife and the baby stay with me for nine months. Mm-hmm. We became my baby. <laughs> Lovely. He then the father and the mother. And I named the baby's name Karma. Beautiful. And Beautiful. he is a wonderful child. You will see him when he comes to Bo- when you come to Bombay. Oh, One day he will be a talk show host. He, <laughs> I love it. He has all the gifts. And somehow, you know something, Victoria? He's mm-hmm. not my biological child. He's my God child. But we are very similar. Yes. Well, he is not like his parents. He's a lot like me. It's very strange. It's very weird. I, I, I don't know how. I think when he was sleeping on my chest as a little two-month-year-old, all I could give him was my prana, feed him my prana because there's mm-hmm. no milk which comes from my body, right? Right. So I was feeding him my prana. And yes. what is prana? It is the essence of life, the life force. And he nourished, he was a two kg baby. And by the time he left my home, he was a 12 kg dolphin. He was the most <laughs> cute, adorable, roly poly bundle of joy. And even today, He loves me today and I love him too. Your life is so full and it is so beautiful to, to, you know, listen to the stories of the things that you have, have endured, the things that you have overcome, the tremendous loss, the forgiveness, and then to be able to move forward and to be a mentor to young boys and to men who are in your situation. What, yes. is that, what does that feel like for you? How does that feel like? See, now I have completed the cycle for uh, this boy. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, um, you know, he's, he's married. Okay. We are still, we love each other, but we're not lovers. We don't hold hands and go for romantic dinners and watch movies. Our love is something else. Our love is something else. It's like, I will buy fruits for him. I'll go to the market and buy a dozen of oranges for him because Mm -hmm. I know he likes oranges or mangoes. And he will go and pay my electricity bill 
without me even knowing it or put money in my bank account sometimes when money is less or okay. i you know i've done that to him as well i think a so, lot of times love is how may i serve you yeah so it was just like you know it's it's reached a different it's a different kind of a love it's it's see again there is nothing written between us mm-hmm. there is no legal ties that bind us there is no society social nothing zero there's no marriage there's nothing it's just divine love divine and love i believe in that love should always be without rules and preconditions yes and you know i think back to that love and acceptance that you had from your mother and yes she taught you know, me that yes so beautiful so beautiful and you know i was mentioning earlier that you consider yourself to be a torchbearer for the lgbtq yes. community so what happened was i decided now my uh, duty towards this boy he's a man of his own he's got a family he's over so now i have to look and make a difference to other people and the section 377 got overruled in the constitution you know it's changed now it uh, doesn't hold water it's been amended and now uh, men can you you still cannot marry another man in india but you can live with another man what you do in your private life right to privacy and all these things has come into mm-hmm. existence now so it's great you know there are a lot of people all these uh, gay parties and lgbt parties you see lesbians and you know about gay pride marches and all that that so happened then also but now it's in larger numbers so again like you know how i got into makeup at that time when the beauty business was booming the lgbt business it's not actually a business a lot of people are taking it like a business and opening nightclubs for the night but nobody is thinking of counseling because a lot of people are on prep are some are not on prep something they are they are invincible some people do drugs and they are promiscuous well i have not been a saint i have done all of that but then you know that time we didn't have that many mentors or role models now i want to reach out and tell them that you know i don't want to be like a nagging granny but then there is somebody over here whom you can talk to if you ever feel down and low without the fear of being judged yes and right now what is going on over here is that everybody most of the drag queens their template of drag is rupaul Mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that absolutely because i read his book letting it all hang out in 1993 for heaven's sake but then i always you know tell the the new generation you have to have your own identity we have so much of indian culture there are so many beautiful things over here going on why do you want to just do a copy paste job and you know try to behave like somebody else channel your inner self and bring the best out don't be somebody else be yourself yes and uh, even now there is a lot of bitchiness and all that they think it's very fashionable to be bitchy i used to be bitchy back in my day but now i'm not bitchy i'm very loving and everybody loves me back why will mm-hmm. they do that yeah so beautiful so that's my way of giving back and teaching them mentoring them you're trying to 
Okay, but it's just started now recently. I started this work ever since this because I've always wanted to be on the right side of the law because there's nobody really to bail me out, honestly. Right. You know? What I really love about it is that you can you can say I have been in your shoes and I have felt how you feel, and Absolutely. I have I have walked down this path and I can tell you that there is a way to do it that is less harmful and that there's a a way to do it that is not damaging to that inner child within all of us and Absolutely. and you know knowing that you've moved forward and forgiven your father i'm sure you're teaching people about forgiveness as well and yes. i just i just find everything you do absolutely incredible and i'm so glad that you shared the story of of bandra with me as well and with the listeners as well um, how you absolutely manifested that by visualizing yourself there and affirming that you would be living there absolutely absolutely we create our own reality with our thoughts that's what i mean. <laughs> Oh yes, you know I just love that you shared that. Uh, you you mentioned earlier in the program that you have not uh, been following Louise Hay, um, but let me tell you that you have quoted her many times on this call. I guess we were soul sisters at mm-hmm. some point of time. Yeah, like how you and I we met, but I couldn't meet Louise. Louise, right? right. So you never know. Well, I'm so blessed to have you in my life, and and I absolutely have loved having you on the program. Um, If there was something that you would share with a listener who is walking in your shoes right now, um, what would you say? Walking in my shoes. Walking in your shoes in terms of just feeling like there's not really a place that they fit in when when you were feeling that way when you were younger. You don't need to fit in. You don't need to fit in. We are a microcosm of the macrocosm of you know what i'm trying to say yes yes yeah we the entire universe is within us we don't need to fit in anywhere <sighs> we all are individuals we all are one of a kind and this is why i love you so much just words and of wisdom i want to share something now mm-hmm. when i met victoria at the wedding mhm and there was this beautiful blonde girl lady i wouldn't say girl but we are you know i can call you girl it's okay who's smiling at me and i smiled back and then she had trouble draping a sari because the bride gave her a sari and victoria didn't know how to drape it and i draped it for victoria and victoria looked like a queen that night oh thank Did you feel lovely Oh, absolutely. And I look back at the pictures all the time. Yes. And you know, it's so so interesting because there's something about well, like I mentioned earlier, the the Kumar experience where you have this gift to ha- help other people to really see the beauty far beyond their face, but in Thank you. Thank you. And that you. was a beautiful gift that you gave to me that day. So thank absolutely. you for that. Thank, thank you. you. So I would love to uh, end our podcast today with sharing a little bit. uh, It's a bit of a longer piece from the You Can Heal Your Life book, uh, and it is on relationships. And they are positive affirmations around relationships, but it also touches in with loving ourselves and loving our bodies. So I'm going to share that with you now. If you are in a safe place to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, please do. If you are driving, please don't. And uh, let me just share with you now. So do please take a moment, close your eyes, take a nice deep breath. Oh, nice and relaxed. And 
In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I live in harmony and balance with everyone I know. Deep in the center of my being, there is an infinite well of love, and I now allow this love to flow to the surface. It fills my heart, my body, my mind, my consciousness, my very being, and radiates out from me in all directions and returns to me multiplied. The more love I use and give, the more love I have to give. The supply is endless. The use of love makes me feel good. It is an expression of my inner joy. I love myself, therefore, I take loving care of my body. I lovingly feed it nourishing foods and beverages. I lovingly groom it and dress it. And my body lovingly responds to me with vibrant health and energy. I love myself, therefore, I provide for myself a comfortable home one that fills all of my needs and is a pleasure to be in. I fill the rooms with the vibration of love so that all who enter, myself included, will feel this love and be nourished by it. I love myself, therefore, I work at a job I truly enjoy doing, one that uses my creative talents and abilities, working with and for people I love and who love me, and earning a good income. I love myself, therefore I behave and think in a loving way to all people, for I know that which I give out returns to me multiplied. I only attract loving people into my world, for they are a mirror of what I am. I love myself, therefore I totally forgive and release the past and all past experiences, and I am free. I love myself, therefore I live totally in the now, experiencing each moment as good and knowing that my future is bright and joyous and secure, for I am a beloved child of the universe and the universe lovingly takes care of me now and forevermore. All is well in my world. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kumar. Thank you, listeners. I appreciate everyone. One thing I would like to add to this. Please do. Love is going to be the new currency of the new age. Uh, I believe every word that you say. It is going to happen. Yes. Let's say that one more time. Love is the new currency of the universe. Of the universe and the new age. Ah, beautiful. I love it. I love it and I'm part of it and look forward to to being part of going forward. Thank you again, listeners, and thank you, Kumar. Thank you, Victoria. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.